Hi, this is Carrie. And this is Kathy. And welcome to Naturally. Naturally. Dot, dot, dot. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, we are driving again. Driving in the car because. Because I'm an introvert and I talk better in the car anyway. And we just liked doing it in the car, I guess. So here we are. Yep. Um, and today we're going to go to a, an Arkansas state park mm-hmm. and in explore the... a little bit there. So our main idea for today's talk on naturally. Oh, you meant we're going to a state park literally right now. No, I meant for our podcast. Oh, we're doing both though, technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are driving to a state park, but we're driving to a different state park. Mm-hmm. Um, but our podcast, our main theme today is the rise and fall of the White River continues to share the stories of Jacksonport and will for generations to come. Snaps. That's good. Right? This is, I think this is going to be Look a good Look at you. Time. That ain't your first rodeo. Nope. <laughs> sure ain't my first one. The rise and fall of it was sure rising that day, but we'll get to that, I guess. Well, we could, yeah, we're actually going to, that's going to be our first point today, is that yeah. the rise of river traffic on the White River led to the establishment of Jacksonport in the 1800s. So, recently, Kathy and I went to Jacksonport State Park, which is near Newport. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful visitor center. Very beautiful visitor center. Among the like banks crazy. of the White River. Um, it is a small historic town, and it was originally established because the main way to trade goods was the river. Mm-hmm. So that throughout time, that's where civilizations really congregated. Was oh water. yeah, well, around the water, water was a source of of obviously water, but. Ob- but then it was a, a way of traffic mm-hmm. for people to come and go. It was a way for people to communicate ideas to each other. And because of that, these towns popped up. So the river traffic at Jacksonport brought goods and services to the area. And it was a popular spot to resupply and trade. Um, and it said in the visitor center some of the things that they did trade. Do you remember? No, no, because the, the part that I remember was, I guess we'll touch on this a little bit, the, the Civil War Okay, yeah. section. Um, it was what hit home. So, they did have, like, a really great trade system there of shells. That's right, because mussels were heavily harvested yeah. from that area. Okay. And um, it was really interesting. Like, they made buttons out of this. They had like button factories among the white river which you've probably seen buttons made out of or at least like replicas today yeah that little bio lesson of like why mussels were so valuable is that they have like a layer on the inside that is opalescent is that the word i don't know opalescent i'm gonna feel real good if it is but it's like that pearl that pearl shine to it, you know, that oh, sheen yeah, yeah, where yeah. it kind of changes colors mm-hmm. just a little bit, but it's not iridescent. It's opalescent. Because it's more because opaque. Of, yeah, it's more opaque. So okay. because of that layer, 
they would use it to make, yeah, jewelry, buttons. Yeah, lots of goods. So uh, that was a big item for trade in the area. And that created a thriving community in what was then and still now really Jacksonport, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you see the White River, especially after a good rain, it floods. Mm-hmm. That dude gets tall. The day we went, we actually got to identify a couple kinds of ducks that were there. Because along the way, everything, farmland, the river, everything was so high that usually there's a trail that you can walk. Yeah, there was no walking on it. And there was no walking on it that day. No, you would have been in a couple feet of water. But the waterfowl was a good trade-off, I think, for, for not Yeah, we saw some cormorants. We saw, so what else? Almost a dirt or dung shovelers because that's what I've been calling them. Oh, um, yeah, the shovelers. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I had my fun fact that I found out. And we saw there. some American coots. Cooties. Yes. Which are not actually ducks. They're not ducks. They're not ducks. Mm-mm. But big they're old, a bird. They got the big old clown feet. Yeah. So. Clown cooties. They were, that was all really fun. That was a fun time. Because, of course, I had my binoculars. Yeah. You had your camera. Yeah, I took some pictures. I need to post some of those. Yeah. It was really fun to take pictures of that day. Saw some really cool great blue herons, mm-hmm. too. So, I mean, with the river brings lots of wildlife, I'm sure, back then as well as it did today. So, talking about continuing the story of Jacksonport. Um... That brings us to our second point. The life of the folks in Jacksonport, Arkansas during its heyday left their impact for us to reflect on today. Mm. And you kind of touched on this a second ago. And I really would like this. The exhibit hall at Jacksonport State Park is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It is engaging. Yes. To kind of give like a little bit of setup. Like, I'm the type of person, when I first started parks, Carrie will whack me over the head for saying this, I was not the person that would ever stop at a visitor center. I was the type of person that hit the trails, because I usually think of visitor centers as, like, I grew up going to Pink Palace and things like that, where everything was super interesting to see, but, like, my folks would stop and read, like, every single thing, and, like, my attention span was just not it. So... But Jacksonport, you go in there, and instantly there's sounds of the steamboats. There's videos, videos going, recordings. Mm-hmm. You literally see the lights like flash on as you walk in, because mm-hmm. I guess they're motion censored and they like come on as you walk inside. That this, the, there's so many little attentions to detail for people of all different learning styles. Oh yeah, I love. Because even just, like, that one section where you get to put on the outfit. Oh, my gosh, and yeah. And spin the wheel. The, yeah, for a boat. Yeah. Be the captain. Be the captain. Like, that, is, that was made for people like me. Oh, yes. <laughs> that yes. was just like, okay, once I've done that, then I can read about it. Then you have my attention that I can mm-hmm. actually read about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so with the visitor center, they're very engaging for everyone. And I want to say that they... I saw a couple of things that it looked like they had maybe some braille so that you could have like an audio tour if you wanted to, if you were were seeing impaired, Um, which I really, that is just 
Yeah, because love, we saw I a love sign. It. I remember I seeing a it. sign that referred to mm-hmm. kind of tuning in. Okay. So, uh, talking about the visitor center, there's one part of the exhibit area where it talks about the Jacksonport men that went to war during the Civil War. about how man I, I spoke too soon why that one. well okay so you remember I don't want to spoil too much because this is like my favorite part and I want people to go see it for themselves well don't spoil so, how, what it is what at the end of it okay just know that there is it, it gets you it gets you it does so it's a it's in a it's a whole part of this exhibit where you walk into it and it is obviously a mother like a mannequin of a mother and then a mannequin of a man. That they're writing back and forth. And they're writing back and forth. And it's letters to and from uh, a man who left with the Jacksonport section of the army and his mother at home. And they're writing back and forth. And it was just, it's such an engaging spot and the exhibit does not get into, like, what side of the fight mm-hmm. the Jacksonport men were on. Because, to be honest with you, it was about the people mm-hmm. of the place. And so, these people were fighting for something that they believed in and went to, went to war and it talks about the effects of that at home and the way that the men felt. And during this during this time, you can literally read what they're saying, but it also voices out so you hear the voice of a mother and the voice of a son talking back and forth. But they're talking via letters. And it is such a beautiful story, in my opinion, that... It made history for me literally come to life. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel empathy for people that I probably would have never even thought to have had empathy for. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I, my heartstrings tugged and I just wanted to hug a person who lived 200 years ago. That was it. And that's... That's a great... That's really, I will say, when political ideas may divide people, the emotions felt by everyone bring us together at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And this exhibit specifically, I was able to feel the emotions that they had. And so that is one of the impacts that we get to reflect on today because Jacksonport State Park exists. And I'm so glad. So glad that it does exist, to be honest with you. And so, as well in the town, there were trading posts, steamboats, town life galore. They had theaters and plays. And, I mean, just the heyday of Jacksonport, Arkansas was a time to be alive. And so... I remember reading one excerpt even that talked about the doctors that were there. They had like 10 or 12 practicing doctors in this town. Which is a lot for, I imagine, for for that time. I have no idea if it's a lot or not. It felt like a lot to me. I I feel like it's it's a lot for the city I live in now. So, Right. 
I mean, I don't know. But I guess they couldn't really go anywhere else, so. Yeah. Well, they could go other places on the river. But you were like a one-stop shop for people on the river. So you needed a lot of doctors, I guess. But it's just such an interesting thing that they were to live so much life in this little town. And so I'm going to repeat our main idea again. That the rise and fall of the White River continues to share the stories of Jacksonport and will for generations to come. And so we've talked about the rise of Jacksonport being on the river. Now we've talked about the life of people in the town of Jacksonport. And that brings me to our third point. The rise of the train industry made the river seem to cease moving with boats and created a different time for Jacksonport, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So... There was a shift where the main way for people to travel and transport goods shifted from rivers to trains. Mm -hmm. And whenever that happened, the town of Jacksonport, from what we read in the visitor center, actually fought to be the place where the train came through. Well, it's kind of, if I recall, because... There's this relationship between train companies and cities and Mm -hmm. saying, hey, come by this way. The people at Jacksonport, they thought that the train was going to come through there no matter what. Because they were it. Again, like you said, they had everything going Mm -hmm. on. So, again, I'm hoping my memory is correct on this, but they got the bid, I guess you could say, or the contract or, you know, what the train company was asking for. Mm -hmm. And they didn't say yes the first time Mm. because they thought that, okay, they had a great economy at the time with all the trade that was coming in. Mm -hmm. And so the train company decided, okay, and they took it elsewhere instead because of them saying no. Dang. Mm-hmm. So they said no, mm-hmm. and it went somewhere else, and it that led to their else. death. And it was almost like a double duty thing because the train company went elsewhere, and then they also started experiencing issues with dredging and like all of the kind of wildlife conservation, actually, that they, the mussel cropping that they were doing, they Not were impacting. Stable the soil in the area. Mm. And so that affected the riverway. And so boats couldn't travel through as they used to. So, so two things really hit them at the same time. Wow. So whenever that both, whenever both of those things happened, it really brought in the decline of the town itself. Mm -hmm. The railroad went to Newport shortly after the County seat moved to Newport And then I guess there wasn't a whole lot left to stay in town for, so I suppose a lot of people went to Newport. Mm -hmm. As one would. I mean, like, you you don't live somewhere and then say, like, oh, it's fine. I'll drive 300 miles to go to my job. Like, you you work and you live in the same place, Mm -hmm. ideally. So, even with that, though, there's many signs of the past that remain. Mm -hmm in modern-day Jacksonport, such as 
the beautiful courthouse that they built. Yeah. Which we still have not gotten to go inside of yet. No, I say they have tours that you'll have to go to ArkansasStateParks.com. Slash events. Slash events. And in order to go. do one. Yeah. Um, and then the river remains. The, the strong white river still is there. You get to experience it. And then the artifacts that are left behind for people like us to ponder the ideas and the lives of those who lived there and worked there and really thrived there before we even visited. Yeah. And isn't that just poetic that we get to go and experience places and see them in a new light because of information. If I was walking in Jacksonport and the visitor center wasn't there, Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think we would have the same appreciation for the place? No. I definitely would not have. Like, it takes the efforts of intentional people making information accessible mm-hmm. and doing it in a way that we see the value of not forgetting it. Yeah. For example, the the emotions that people experienced back then. Of, okay, well, this great loss that came about with war. Yeah. We can learn from that. And oh, yeah. Kind of, or otherwise, you know, you repeat it over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah, it's, it is truly the kind of, with the train coming in mm-hmm. and kind of not being accepting to maybe new ideas. Yeah. You know, there's lots that can be a lesson to learn from too. Yeah. The mistakes of people in the past, as long as we are willing to learn, mm-hmm. can teach us many things. And I think Jackson Port is a really good example of that. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I'd kind of forgotten about, I thought that they had wanted the train to come through. I forgot that oh, they, they did, but I, well, it's almost like they were like in this back and forth and they thought they were going to get it anyways. Right. Like, but, but it's, it's like the, they kind of gambled a little bit and they lost. Yeah, so the, it's almost like you have to be confident and know what the next decision you need to make is mm-hmm. and have a forward thinking and new idea accepting mind mm-hmm. so that you are able to thrive in a time where things are changing constantly. And also what a lesson of like, it could have easily have gone the other way. Because I think it would have been different if they didn't have, like, the changes in the river and the ish- call like, the soil conservation issues and things like that. Mm-hmm. That sometimes things just happen. And then you, you learn what you can. But there's also argument of, like, okay, well, is it beneficial to always ask, like, what if, what if, what if? Right. Because sometimes things happen anyway. Exactly. But it's still, it's, not, it's something for us to ponder about today, mm-hmm. to think about. And, and that's why it's such an amazing visitor center. Is it is. It invites you to. It invites us to think about the decisions we make today because we're able to decipher and see the faults of decisions of those made in the past. It invites and, you to go in their shoes and see the similarities that you have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important is that we're able to, to think about ourselves in that situation because people that lived a hundred, 200 years ago, mm-hmm. were still just people. Mm-hmm. 
They didn't have cell phones or podcasts or some of these other fancy things that we have now, but they were still learning from people of their past too. So I think it's a valuable lesson for us to take. And again, I just want to repeat again, our main idea today, that the rise and fall of the White River continues to share the stories of Jacksonport and will for generations to come. It is highly, highly encouraged for folks to go out there and visit. Yes. That's our challenge actually today. Our challenge for you is to go to Jacksonport State Park and visit inside the visitor center. The building is beautiful. The views are spectacular. The exhibit hall is very engaging. I really think from anybody that was two years old to 98 years old, they're going to be excited to be inside of it because it's just so many things going on at one time. And while you're there, we also challenge you guys to get your state parks passport. Yeah. Because maybe or if you have it already good. Yeah. I, I really think that the passport program is really awesome because it encourages people to be intentional about their visits to state parks mm-hmm. and to think about it and plan it and be excited for it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that excitement and intention will make you notice more things while you're there. Because again, as we talked about the history, Jacksonport, because of what it went through, the visitor center is really the main, that camping area too, is really mm-hmm. the main thing in that area. Mm-hmm. So it's a very cool passport program that it leads you to places that maybe you wouldn't otherwise visit. Yeah. And you don't know what you're missing because of that. Mm-hmm. So again, just intentionally, like you said, it brings that intention to people. So about. it just hit me that even like, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but how fitting that, which we'll post a picture of the building, mm-hmm. but how fitting that like the outside is all like glass, like it's a window inviting you to look into the lives I don't know. Of if course that was that intentional. Was intentional. Of course that was intentional. It just hit me that I'm just like, that's good. Now you're thinking. <laughs> that's good. No. Whoever designed the building, if they ever listen to this, is going to be like, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. No. So I could talk about the design of interpretive centers for a long time, but I'm not going to bore you people. <laughs> I'm not going to bore you. I feel like I'm going to end this today on our podcast. By again saying our main idea. And I really, I really, really like this main idea. That's why I'm sharing it with you again before we let you go. But the rise and fall of the White River continues to share the stories of Jacksonport and will for generations to come. So we invite you to go see the story for yourself. Thanks for tuning in to Naturally. Thanks. Bye. Dang, that was good.